Buckle up as we launch into the second half of the Counterculture Mom Show. Here's your host, Tina Griffin. Hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. And if you thought the last session was pretty wild, put your seatbelt on for episode number two of this theme, which is SOS America's Education Crisis. And man, are we in one. We're going to dig a little deeper with good friend, Joy Wassel. Joy, thank you for joining us today on the Counterculture Mom Show. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Hey, thank you for jumping in last minute. God knows what he's doing. And we had to have you as part of the mix for this week's theme. You are founder and executive director of Decisions, Choices, and Options. I just saw your fantastic launch and your curriculum when I was with you at Teach Them Diligently in Nashville back in February. You had a fantastic booth set up, and I knew someday I was going to get you on, not knowing I was going to get you on this quick. So I'm glad to have (laughs) you on. God knows there's a fire in our school buildings around this country, and your words needed to get out to the masses. That's why you're here. You're working with development implementation and oversight of sexual risk avoidance abstinence education programs for middle and high school youth in partnership with public, private, faith-based, and homeschool organizations. You work with community and parent education forums, developing financial support and investment in the organization. You pretty much have the job of 10 people. And (laughs) reading over your accomplishments, your experience over the years, I really think you move twice as fast as me. And that is unheard of. Uh, (laughs) I think you're bounced around to seven different meetings today. So, and I really don't know how we first got connected. I just know that since COVID hit, you and I with a a group of wonderful women on the front of the battle lines here in Nashville have been texting and keeping in touch pretty much daily for almost two years. (laughs) So I greatly appreciate your work. Thank you so much for making time to jump on this show with us tonight. You're very welcome, Tina. You know, my background's in public education. I began my career in the 19, late 1980s with um, a degree in education, secondary education. So my heart has always been for the young people and the educational background that they're prepared with to meet the challenges of life and to be successful, healthy, and productive citizens. I think that's fantastic. Now, to make this all work, and we know you're doing something right, you're married to a sweet man, Bill, for 37 years. You're a mother to an amazing man, currently a college senior and U.S. Air Force ROTC member. Tell us, uh, besides a public school educator, you received Educator of the Year Award in 1991. You were awarded Angel in Adoption by U.S. Congress 2012, Top 30 Influential People of Sumner County, Tennessee 2013, served as high school Bible teacher for 15 years at FBC Hendersonville, Tennessee. No wonder we can never get together for lunch. Um, That's true. (laughs) Tell me, to dig in deep here, can you share about your creation of DCO in 2002 and how it quickly expanded? You know, it started because there was a crisis pregnancy in the life of my close friend from church. Her daughter was 15 and found herself in an unplanned pregnancy. And having taught high school for many years, I didn't have that many pregnant teenagers. So I didn't have experience with them. What I didn't know until I experienced this with my friend's daughter is that the girls in the 90s were mostly choosing abortion, Mm -hmm. which is why I didn't have pregnant teenage girls. 
Hendersonville is an affluent suburban community of Nashville, and all of those kids are college-bound. And so college-bound kids are encouraged to have abortions because it will interfere with their college education and future. Um, so that's kind of where it all started was just the realization that these 15, 16-year-old kids are being faced with making the hardest decisions of their life without having factual information upon which to make that decision. They're getting um, hearsay and outdated information and just flat out wrong information from their friends and even adults in their life. And so the program was literally birthed out of my passion to just create an educational program that would address the issues surrounding teenage pregnancy and the consequences of sex prior to marriage. I didn't know I was jumping into the hottest button issue on the planet called sex education. I just wanted to help teenagers. And I'm not sure looking back on the past almost 20 years that I wouldn't have bolted that first day if I'd been able to see into the future. Uh, that's usually the case with everybody, but I commend you for addressing this issue because it's so needed. Because like you said, teens today, tweens, and I want to say toddlers are being bombarded with a harmful sexual graphic filled message. And like you said, making one wrong decision after another, a couple of quick things you said that I've tried to dispel over the years. And I completely agree with you. The issues we've got with our teens crisis pregnancy center. Okay. Crisis pregnancy centers, crisis pregnancy. The word crisis always bugged me just because, okay, you made a wrong move. You got pregnant. What can we do to save that baby's life? Even if we give it up for adoption, but don't make a second wrong choice based on a first wrong choice. And when they label it crisis pregnancy, it sounds like you're dying and you have to quickly get rid of the issue before you don't make right. it. Right. So you hammered that home there. Secondly, they make a baby if you're pregnant at a young age, and we're not advocating get pregnant when you're young, but if you are, they make it look like the baby is an inconvenience mm -hmm. to be able to mm -hmm. move on. So I commend you greatly for your hard work on the front of the battle lines to help teens and you have helped thousands over the years, thousands. Can you explain how the radical sexuality education known as comprehensive sexuality education, CSE, is present in so many schools here today? How did it even start? Well, you know, most people are not aware of the background of comprehensive sex ed. And it all began with a gentleman by the name of Alfred Kinsey um, in the 1940s. And prior to him, I'll speak of uh, Wilhelm Reich in just a moment because he's really the root of what we now know as comprehensive sex education. But Alfred Kinsey did horrific experimentation on infants, toddlers, children, and um, inmates in a male prison. And you, if your viewers want to know any more about him, they can go to Alfred Kinsey and the Children of Table 34 to read about his absolutely grotesque experimentation. And he was a, a contemporary of Margaret Sanger. Um, so Planned Parenthood begins around the time Kinsey's doing all of his research 
at Indiana University. And in the 19, early 1950s, the Playboy Institute came behind Kinsey and Planned Parenthood, and they decided they needed a sex education program for public school students. And we all know who Margaret Sanger is. She's a eugenicist and a racist and wanted to exterminate the unfit populations. Um, she also, along with Kinsey and those other organizations listed on the screen that you see, um, wanted to promote sex without consequences at any age, among any group, um, any way you want it, pretty much. And so all of the individuals and organizations that I've mentioned and that are on the screen are all the people who have the money and the funding. We're talking billions of dollars. As a matter of fact, Planned Parenthood, their third highest expense on their organizational expenditures is sexuality education. And so their number one goal is to get sex education in front of the students in public schools. And in the recent probably eight to 10 years, um, their goal has been to get sex ed in the child's hand through their phones, apps, games. And, you know, back in 2012, I got my hands on the Chicago Public Schools Comprehensive Sex Education Curricula for sixth grade. And I was absolutely shocked. There were condom relay games where the children um, were grouped together and those that were able to get the condom on perfectly on the banana in their classroom won a prize. Um, they were taught how to use condoms for dental dams, for anal sex. And we're talking about sixth grade students. And this was in 2012. I'm shocked at how desensitized kids are today because they laugh at what they're now seeing. And it's literally pornography. You labeled it as sexual abuse earlier. I couldn't agree more. I actually read Kinsey reports. It's crazy you said that 20 some years ago when I lived in LA. So we have been on the same highway going 90 miles an hour for a couple of decades. Can you explain a couple of the other heavy hitters with all the dough that is causing our kids to basically be sexually active so they go get an abortion and make Planned Parenthood rich? The information from the middle organization, SICAS, that used to stand for the Sexuality Information Education Council of the U.S., it was founded in the 19, early 1960s by a woman who was the former medical director of Planned Parenthood, and their goal was to promote sexuality of all types uh, to children. And now they've recently, in the last couple of years, changed their name uh, to Sex Ed for Social Change, and they are all about promoting uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, uh, gender fluidity, and the concept that there are no longer only two genders. Um, we know from science and medical um, biology and from scripture that God created them male and female and were created in his image. Um, so all of that began with SICUS in the 1960s. And then FOSI, which is the future of sex ed, that other organization, they produced about 25 years ago, national sexuality education standards. So they decided to determine what students across the nation and public schools needed to know about sex education. And the elites in the education departments across the United States believe that those national standards are what should be taught in the schools. You know, we're in a battleground and honestly, we're losing. We're losing because there aren't enough people who understand this deeply 
to know why this is so critical that we get in the fight. So I completely agree. And hopefully with the next couple of images we're about to show, it will cause people to say, I have to do something about this and get in the fight. Now, in the first segment with Suzanne Phillips, I showed a couple of horrific pictures from It's Perfectly Normal. And as I was setting up with you, getting ready for the episode here, what do you show me that's sitting on your desk? Let's take three seconds here. You have the revised version 30 years later. And lo and behold, no longer just two genders as my version stated. And look at those graphic shots, you guys. Two women in bed, two guys in bed, very graphic pornography that is being shared to 10-year-old children in schools. For those of you tuning in, just know that we have positive solutions at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. Just tighten your seatbelt for the next couple of questions. It's going to be a wild ride here. Now, many people are confused today, and rightly so, with the lies spewing from mainstream media, <clears throat> George Soros, every single minute of every day. Can you tell us the truth regarding what the link is between CSE, Comprehensive Sexuality Education, and CRT, critical race theory, and SEL, social emotional learning. Social emotional learning is an educational ideology that is being formulated and pushed very, very hard by none other than the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum, as we all know, um, is the Agenda 2030 globalist, um, anti-American, anti-Christian, um, anti-capitalism organization that wants control of all countries. And so this is where it gets really deep because social emotional learning tells children that facts do not matter anymore. It's only your feelings that matter, how you feel about a subject matter, how you feel about an issue, and all of the changing of values, beliefs, and mindset. And the goal of this organization and this educational ideology is to deconstruct the American family. And it was founded by a gentleman by the name of Wilhelm Reich. In the 1920s, he was a psychoanalyst from Austria, was kicked out of Austria and, of course, fled to the Ameri to America and got involved in academia. And so his um, he actually coined the sexual revolution, the phrase sexual revolution in the 1920s. And here's what he said. He said that you can't achieve a Marxist utopia until religion is rat eradicated. Western societies had to be hallowed out from the inside by destroying the family. Fatherless children do not attend church. Therefore, it's easier to cause them to have no faith or question their faith. And that normalizing all sorts of sexual activity and perversion would create those fatherless children and fatherless families. That sex education would divest the parents of any moral authority to speak to their children. You know, putting all the pieces together over the years, I'm starting to see everything you just listed off from that quote is literal communism. You know, in, in end times, how scripture says good will be looked upon as evil, evil, good. Uh, it, we're there. We're there. And it's hard for me to just wrap my head around that sometimes. It's unbelievable. We are literally God's FBI agents. I said that from day one, mm -hmm. mom and dad, I'm leaving the dairy farm, going out to Hollywood. I've got to be God's FBI agent undercover working the streets of mm -hmm. LA. And my dad's like, you're doing what? Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. 
parents are probably asking at this point, are there laws that would regulate this content and keep it from my kids? Find out what they're teaching in sex education, not just in the textbooks, because teachers don't do that anymore. They're using all of these online sources. And what I found out from an insider in one of our large school districts um, is that everything is sent out via email from the head of the district on this is what we want you to teach when it comes to LGBTQ. Um, in our state, the program that's being taught is um, the Trevor Project. It's a coming out handbook for LGBT youth. Um, that was funded by the CDC and it was being taught. It was it's actually piloted in two of the largest school districts in Tennessee, among others across the country. The goal was to get it in every public school across the country by 2023. So uh, we have about a year and a half to figure out if that's going to happen. But parents really need to do a deep dive into not only their local school district, um, but look at the laws of your state. And then you go to that teacher or that principal and you say, this is what the law says. We are an abstinent sexual risk avoidance state. You have no business teaching comprehensive sex ed in our state. And if it's comprehensive sex ed, then you need to get together with other parents and make sure that you have resources to counterbalance what's being taught to those children in your public schools. Absolutely. And the problem with that is even if they have something that counterbalances it, they spend 95% of the time with the sex ed, with condom relay races, like what you talked about. I've been sharing about that for years. Uh, birth control pill options, taking kids to go get an abortion without the parents' consent or knowledge. That's the job mm -hmm. they're doing more times out of, uh, than the opposite, where they teach abstinence. If they teach abstinence, they talk about it for five minutes. And literally, students have told me, which I'm sure they told you the same thing. I get done doing a school assembly. Kids come up. Yeah, they talk about abstinence. And they said it like this. Since you guys are going to have sex anyway, there's really no need to talk about abstinence of you not having sex. So that's our abstinence section. Now we're going into mm -hmm. how to throw a condom on and pop a birth control pill or the yep, are you exactly. 486. I mean, there's so much mm -hmm. stuff going on for our kids. It blows my mind. Okay. So there are absolutely things we can do. What can parents do to make sure their child knows God is the designer of our gender, our sex? marriage, family, all of it. Our program goes actually into the public schools, the private schools and homeschool organizations. Our educators are highly trained. They're certified by the nation's most trusted and respected um, sexual abstinence uh, programming. And they go into the schools and teach. So during COVID, obviously we couldn't go in. Well, we had to figure out how do we get our materials into the schools or to the kids when they're at home virtual learning, because we knew that Planned Parenthood was not sitting back, not accessing those right. children. And they were actually ramping up everything because they had the children, you know, seven more hours a day than just uh, during the classroom. And so we put all of our programs online. We put them on Google Classroom so that the schools that we serve could send that out to the students through virtual learning. And then it dawned on us, that's how we reach their parents. We had always longed for years to have a parent education program because I was told by school teachers probably 15 years ago, Joy, what you all are teaching our students is fabulous. 
you need to teach it to their parents because they don't know this information. And so we would go to a church here on a Wednesday night, go to a community organization on a Saturday morning. We created an online resource to be a toolkit for parents to take back sex education from the radical comprehensive sex ed, or even if your child is not getting any sex ed at school. And what we found out when we were doing the research for this curriculum, most churches are not doing sex ed anymore because they're scared to death to talk about it as they're afraid that a child who might be questioning their gender, questioning their sexuality will become upset and leave the youth group, and then it will take down the rest of their youth programming. So they're not getting it at home. They're not getting it at church. So guess what happens when you have a vacuum of God's truth? The enemy seeps in and just completely takes over. We spent the last year and a half developing this resource. Um, This is just a um, hard copy of the workbook that's digitally downloadable. It's a six session video series that clearly starts in Genesis and goes through God's design for not just sex and gender, but for marriage and relationships and family and how his plan leads to that healthy, happy, stable home that everybody deserves. Our program was designed, Tina, for parents to purchase and then download it onto their computer and go through it themselves first and go through every session. Each session is about 20 to 25 minutes of video, highly trained educators, very engaging. Um, the youngest one is 26. The oldest one, I think, is 40. They're, they all have wealth of experience of working with middle school and high school students so they know how to communicate with them. There's sections on online uh, protections and what's going on with you when you enter the online world, whether you're 6, 16, or 60, um, and the predators that are seeking out information to cause nefarious harm to children. Not only that, but their games and their apps that are popping up uh, pornography in the middle of a gaming app for a six-year-old. They have facial recognition AI um, created so that if a parent grabs the phone, it goes away because the child's not looking at it. Again, it's grooming of children to be sexual as early as possible because what we're going toward, Tina, is minor attracted persons and pedophilia being normalized. Excellent plan of action. I love your guide. I saw it personally. So to get the guide in their hands, they go to dcoinc.org. We actually have a special code for uh, listeners and viewers of the Counterculture Mom Show. We have Tina. Just type in the word, word Tina, the name Tina, and you'll get a $5 discount. We just want it in the parents' hands and the church student ministries and the pastors. We've got churches that are using this in their Wednesday night sessions with youth um, and young people, and they're having the parents go through it first which really is what should happen. That's um, you know, excellent, let's- excellent idea. So just having a biblical idea of sexuality, gender, so they can thrive throughout their years, mm-hmm. not look back and be depressed, suicidal, and wish they would have made better choices. Definitely get Joy's amazing online biblical sex ed series, Life Choices, Parental Guidance Necessary, in your hands today. Get it? Check out dcoinc.org. Joy, any last final words? I just want to ask parents to really 
pray and ask God how to reach your children with his truth, because we have a vacuum of children not being biblically literate. And please, parents, this is their only hope against this culture that is trying to literally steal their hearts, their minds, their souls, and their future. And I want you to take this very seriously. This is a cry for an urgent emergency parent-husband-wife conversation. Thank you so much for being on, Joy. Before I say goodbye to you, I want to let the listeners know, once again, check out the helpful links around the show. Make sure you click on it. You definitely have to share this program with your neighbors, your grandkids, your children. We need to have everybody that can possibly get their hands on the show to listen to it, who's contemplating homeschooling, who's contemplating running for school board election coming up, all of it. Download the Counterculture Mom app. Make sure you click on premium so you get all the dirt coming at you from Hollywood, what they're trying to brainwash you guys by with today's entertainment. You'll be able to get featured educators information in there, a parent chat feature, get a ton of our goods through our store, all through our Counterculture Mom app. Don't miss an alert. Download it. Click on premium. Also, if you're tuning in today and you have a great topic or person you want me to interview and get on this show, make sure you email us at show at counterculturemom.com. We will highly consider your thoughts and get that person or topic on a future episode. And uh, last but not least, Joy, it's an honor to be with you on the front of the battle lines. I daily look forward to our text message string and the new information we both learn from each other and with our amazing uh, women's group that's on there. I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, Joy. People are listening. You are saving lives. And to you listeners out there, get off the bench, get in the game, or if you're in the game, keep at it. Don't wave that white flag. We need you. And until next time, I'm your host, Tina Griffin. You're tuning into the Counterculture Mom Show. Tell your family and friends to tune in and check us out. Stay tuned for our last action-packed episode with Hollywood insider Tina Griffin on K-Praise. Right after this. By now, you've all heard about MyPillow and how it's literally changed people's lives. For a limited time, get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. Kings are only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TINA, spelled T-I-N-A, for up to 66% off. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Visit MyPillow.com with promo code TINA for up to 66% off. That's T-I-N-A.